it was kind of like a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. It's like you know when Brian Wilson from the from the the Beastie Boys, Beastie. I almost said from the Beastie Boys. <laughs> <laughs> what two fucking heifer bisons? Give us a break. He fucking Brian Wilson from the Brian Wilson from the Beastie Boys. <laughs> he was in he was in fucking what's that place? East West Studios in uh, in L.A. Yeah. And he said he they were making pet sounds, and and the producer was like turned or the engineer turned around and said like you know okay I think the track is done what else do we need and Brian Wilson without a trace of irony just looked straight at him and went could we get a horse in here you know, <laughs> we want to get a fucking, get a fucking horse in here. <laughs> Tokyo tonight. Good. How are you? Good. I'm very well. I apologize for the, the shitty image. The no. shitty, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's me. totally fine, man. I'm glad you're yeah, out having I'm, a good time. I'm outside the bar. We just finished in the in the studio today, so we just came out to get get a drink. So I brought my drink with me. So fantastic. Tried to look like a kind of spooky movie. <laughs> yeah. This is the part of the scene where somebody kidnaps you, and then we have to try to Don't find you. Even, dude, we're in the middle of Texas. Don't even. Oh end. Jesus Christ! Okay, okay. Never you mind. don't know who's living next door. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! So you guys were in the. Uh, you guys just came out with the album that we have on the side here, our band apart. Are you guys working on something new? Ah uh, gosh, you know. I mean, are you allowed to say you, it? Everybody's asking us that right now. I don't okay. think we're letting the ball go on exactly what it is we're doing here right now. Cool, cool. But uh, it's. Uh, it's really cool. That's awesome. Um, I will, excited, you know, I, I, gosh, what can I say? The the twenty fifth <laughs> anniversary of the the self titled record is coming up. Yes. So, so we're here in preparation for that. That's oh, as that's much awesome. as I can say. That's so nice. fucking cool, dude. That's enough. That's great, man. That's really exciting. I'll, I'll give you yeah. an easier one. What are you drinking right now? <laughs> uh, I'm. I think it's a Hefeweizen. Uh, oh, uh, very nice. I grabbed yeah. a Guinness, so cheers. Uh, nice. You have a Guinness? Oh, good man. Yeah, I don't want you to drink a little. Uh, that's God's <laughs> own drink there you're having. Um, yeah, this is uh, uh, It's a Hefeweizen here at, uh, I should give them a shout out, Muck and Fuss they're called. Ooh. Muck and Fuss. Sounds nice. like you got the, it should be, you know, fucking must, but anyway, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, shouldn't, I, don't, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say bad words. Oh, you yeah, say you say whatever, whatever you want. want here. Okay, yeah. good, because it's very, very, very difficult for me to not. Anything goes on this show, it's totally, you're you're free to say whatever you want here. Cool. You know, I was telling the lads, I was like, I got this interview to do. I'm going to turn on the camera, and we're all here, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, they were like, yeah, cool, yeah, let's, it'll be a laugh. We're all having a few pints. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. And then the fucking, I turned on the camera, and it's just I couldn't hear a word. So, uh, yeah, if, if they were at the window, I could give you a look. But oh yeah, that'd be so, that'd be awesome. There's, there's no, it's just a wall. There's no, there's no window maybe at the end, I just walk back in. But how do we? Then now I feel like you're just by yourself, and you're just alive. You're like I'm just drinking alone. That's it. Yeah, I look like a bit. Well, you know, there are people here. There's you know, there's like oh, there you go. All right, all right. There, there are people around, and yeah, I'm just at the side of the bar. Yeah. Uh, trying to find a peaceful spot so i can talk to you 
I love the new album, by the way. Did you guys work on? I mean, our band apart was that with like a uh, like a pandemic thing that you guys had put together? How did it come together? Uh, yeah, I mean, really, that was kind of Stephen was. So at the beginning, like when COVID landed, uh, mm. you know, a lot of bands say like that their their tours got canceled and all the rest. But like, yeah, we are we are the poster child for because I'll I'll take anybody like anybody who says like our tour got canceled. I'll be like, yeah, dude, I'll take your tour and I'll raise you. You know, we were in pre-production. I'll, wow. I'll raise you the anticipation for tour, you know? It's right. like the moment, it's like the beginning of a Conor McGregor fight, you know? When, like, the fucking place is just going, going like that, and Conor comes out, and he's bouncing, and, he, you know, he's got the flag. Right. He's, like, looking at the camera, and he's walking through, and everyone's going, fuck, yeah, it's our guy, right? It was like that, okay? It's like, basically, we did pre-production in Las Vegas for a few weeks, and then we flew to fucking Ground Zero, or like patient zero, would you say? Right. For uh, for COVID in America, which is Seattle, Washington. Yep. So we arrive in Seattle, and it's like a bit of a ghost town. We're like, fucking, what's going on? So we go out and get some food, and you know, I'm wearing a mask and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, okay, fair enough. And then our tour manager was like, yeah, tomorrow the load in for the venue has been pushed back an hour because the governor is making an announcement. And we're like, yeah. all right, fair enough. And the next morning he texts us and said, yeah, the show is canceled. They won't allow gatherings of more than 200 people or something like that. Wow. So like, oh, fuck. So our tour buses had arrived at that point. So we came out of the hotel, loaded up onto our tour buses, and then we just hung out in Seattle for the day. And then that night we drove to Portland for what would have been show two mm-hmm. on the, yeah. the tour. And basically we – so we drove to Portland overnight. So we woke up in Portland in the morning. And first thing on our phone was like, tour canceled here's your flights we were all like <laughs> so we were yeah we'd done all the preparation and we didn't yep. even get to do one gig we were like wow. that close man yeah so we were uh, the poster child for the cancel the, the covid cancellation tour but so then we kind of i i'd moved to los angeles a, a wee while ago but before that i lived in san francisco steven lived in san francisco nice. so we both like would get together every week and do kind of like instagram live stuff and just play a bunch of acoustic songs and just talk to our fans and just about like what's going on. It was like a, you know, yeah, major event. I caught a couple you know, of those. They were great. Oh, cool. Cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. There were a lot of fun to do, you know? Um, so we just go and hang out at Steven's house and, uh, do a bunch of stuff and stuff. Steven and Danny are tech. And, uh, it, it kind of transpired out, out of that came like, you know, Steven was like talking about like the next record and what we're going to do and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then around that time, I was like, well, I'm moving to L.A., mate, so I'll see you later. So, uh, <laughs> so I moved to L.A. I was trying, uh, so I moved to Los Angeles. And then uh, we were kind of still doing some kind of bits and pieces. We did podcasts and stuff like that. We kept ourselves yeah. kind of busy. And then we did those kind of like the those car park shows where everybody's in a car. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. We were delighted to do it. But at the same time, we were like not nothing substitutes there's no surrogate for i know a real, a real gig you know what i mean yeah it's the same yeah, it's so yeah. weird man doing stand-up on the back of a pickup truck is not the fucking same like no matter how badly you want to do it you're like this hurts right. this hurts my but, soul but people didn't beep we we kept on saying i was going like if somebody starts beeping yeah i'm gonna lose my shit you know but yeah. nobody beeped because the thing is that everybody kind of got out of their cars and kind of stood beside their cars and in nice. the back of their trucks and stuff like that you know yeah, so it was yeah. all very clappy and all that stuff like that. It was weird. I saw somebody do a special and filmed it, and uh, w- like one of those car park things, which I thought was going to be kind of cool. But they left in the beeping, and I was like, I can't fucking watch this. <laughs> Why would I? Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, in, yeah. Super, super. In place of laughter, it was like, brack, brack. and I was yeah. like, I just feel like I'm in fucking traffic. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> they're all slightly different pitch. That's the thing. Like Steven was like, he started kind of working on music and stuff. And so mm -hmm. the last thing we did in San Francisco was we did a podcast in Bellinas. Uh, mm -hmm. Me and Steven did. And uh, at the end of the podcast, we, Steven was like, all right, I got these tunes I'm working on. Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, give us a listen. And so he just sat down with acoustic guitar and he just played me kind of the songs that he had written. Mm. which be, have become our band apart and uh, nice. i was like okay sweet and let's get to work you know and then i moved to la and so there was a big kind of big gap there of like right. we were really doing a lot of stuff and then we were like back on our feet uh steven was like okay look i'm putting together this band uh it's going to be called threb wow. t-h-r-e-b okay and uh which is uh you know ryan olson he's a producer who works with bonnie vera yeah guy. so ryan we used to call it, he calls us Threb. It's just what he calls our band. <laughs> I don't know why, I don't know where he comes from, but he's a mad lunatic. And so he fucking would always call us Threb. And so Steve was like, let's just make a band called Threb. Mm -hmm. And it'll just be like us and our mates. And let's nice. just do an album. And because it's COVID, so we're not going to tour the album. Let's just do it like, you know, like that. And then at the same time, Stephen was kind of going like, maybe I'll just do like an acoustic album, like an right. acoustic album, but maybe like a solo album. Just mm -hmm. him because it's like not an album that he's going to tour kind of thing. So, uh, but then like two days later, he was called me up and he was like, "Hey, I'm starting this band. I want you to be the guitar player." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And he was like, "It's called Thread," and I was like, "We're doing the Thread thing." <laughs> so it was kind of it was like a, it was kind of like a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. It's like you know when Brian Wilson from the from the the Beastie Boys, I almost said from the Beach Boys. <laughs> what two fucking heifers? Give us a break. He fucking Brian Wilson from the. Brian Wilson from the Beastie Boys. <laughs> he, was in, he was in fucking, what's that place? East West Studios in uh, in LA. Yeah. And he said, he they were making pet sounds. And, and the producer was like, turn, or the engineer turned around and said like, you know, okay, I think the track is done. What else do we need? And Brian Wilson, without a trace of irony, just looked straight at him and went, could we get a horse in here? <laughs> we want to get a fucking, <laughs> so anyway, uh, so everybody took what he said with a pinch of salt, like Prince, you know, asking his assistant to find him a unicorn at four a.m. or whatever. You know? Right, it was like, a camel or something or like that at like four o'clock yeah. in the morning, and she was like, yeah. uh, and had to yeah, explain she, to him why they couldn't get one, and he was like, I don't I had understand. Try to explain. There's no explanation. <laughs> There's no explaining. There's no way to explain it. She had to try to. Uh, distract him with something else. Look at right. this. It's shiny. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, oh yeah. my so it was kind of like that. I thought like, oh, the thread thing. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we we started the recording and Stephen, like on the first day, was just like, hey, you should make a documentary about this. It'd be cool, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, because I film everything we do anyway. And then he said like, it'd be cool if it had like a, like a split screen, like two screens. Right. Uh, and... Uh, and I found that a really useful uh, device, actually, for like showing you, know, you get a lot more information in. So it's a it's a 32 minute documentary, but it's like an hour and four minutes, really. There's two two things happening at once. You know what I mean? That's but, awesome. Um, yeah. So we started recording the thing, and we kept this thread idea going until our manager kind of kiboshed it at the end. She was like, "Dude, fuck that!" Oh like, no! <laughs> put it as third eye. So this is the album is a band apart, and it's oh. third eye blind. It would it was gonna be uh, just called Thread. 
you know, but it, like eleven people would hear it. You know what I mean? So. You got, you guys got to you guys got. I'll be the I'll be the twelfth, and Tom will be the thirteenth. They'll be thirteen. You you got to make you got to make like separate albums now and just give them to like diehard fans. Yeah, no, dude, I already included both of you. I was like the nine nine people who listened to it. Tom is ten, and Tom's eleven. Oh god, so, that's fucking go. great. Um, yeah, but so it started kind of, so we, we had like a different mindset going into record this album. It was like, we're not going to make this the same way we made the last couple of records. We were like, we're going to go in and just, we're all going to play together. We're just going to bang it out. And it nice. was just, uh, it was a really, really, Jesus. it was a really, really beautiful uh, recording experience. Like we were, yeah, it was just five dudes who love each other in a room and, uh, yeah. And that's what the documentary shows because I have this kind of unique position of being, a filmmaker, but at the same time being in the band. And right. So the guys are all really. The guys, sorry, man. The, 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 the girls, <laughs> the girls, the guys are all used to. They're used to my cameras being fucking right. everywhere, so they let me away with a lot of stuff. So as a result, nobody even notices my cameras anymore. So you get to really actually see what's going on. You know, if the Chili Peppers are making a documentary or something like that, you've got some guy there with a camera and a camera yeah. crew and all that yeah. shit. And so the band are kind of going like, we're being filmed right now. Right. And all that. Whereas with me, you don't see the cameras. They're just they they disappear into the wallpaper. So the guys are just the guys. So that's why yeah. the documentary is as fucking good as it is. Have oh you guys seen God. the documentary? Or? No, 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 I want to. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll, really I'll send to. it to you. I'll send it to you after this, John. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, Wonderful. that'd be great. Um, what was I, what, so? I mean, I, that's kind of cool because I feel like everybody almost came out of this in a certain way where they like they found either like a stronger unity with their you know, their bandmates or their fellow artists and stuff like that. And it seems like you guys wound up kind of doing the same thing. Did your writing process change at all during it? Did it, did it affect it at all? Did you start thinking about stuff differently? I mean, honestly, the main thing that changed, like that was different about this album was that Steven kind of came to the record with, he, he came in with like these kind of finished songs and mm. really solid, solidified kind of ideas of like, this is what this is going to be. Usually he kind of walks in and fucking, he's got, I got this idea. And it's like two chords and a melody. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of bash it out, you know? Nice. And then Colin, obviously, our producer and he, our keyboard player, Colin, is uh, like, he's just a reservoir of ideas when it comes to uh, musicality. So Stephen would just bounce ideas off Colin and, uh, and, and then the songs would start to, manifest themselves and you know we'd all get together and put in our own little bits to it you know what i mean Please. but with yeah. this record steven kind of had i would say like maybe 70 or 80 percent of the record you know written and right. ready to start recording on you know what i mean and then it, the idea was that because the whole band our, our bass player cabbie moved to la uh about six months before i did and then i moved to la and Colin already lived in LA and Brad's been living in LA, in LA for years. So Steven's the only one back in San Francisco. Yeah. And so basically Steven decided, well, we're going to record the album in Los Angeles then. And he basically moved to LA for like two and a half months. So we did wow. like, we did pre-production in West Hollywood. And so we just sat down in a room uh, with acoustic guitars just to like flesh out the songs and work out the bits. And we all just kind of sang, you know, it was like if anybody is Stephen was like if anybody can't hear the vocal at any point in these rehearsals then you're not doing your gig you know what I mean? you're not working properly because it was like the idea was that we're not going to be like you know 
trying to trying to work out like if it's going to be an A minor or if it's going to be a G. Right. We're not trying to shout over the fucking drummer who's like still <laughs> banging away. You know, because normally we're in these kind of very big environments. Everybody's got in-ear monitors and all that shit, you know. But this yeah. was like yeah. we're in like around a coffee table with acoustic guitars just bashing out the tunes, you know. Wow. So we did that for a few weeks and then we went into the studio in Eagle Rock, uh, a really beautiful studio there. And we just went in and just uh, fleshed out the ideas. So it was a different mindset. And I think it's something that we're, we're keeping going because certainly these recording sessions that we're doing right now, that's the exact way that we're doing it. You know? And then like Dust Storm is a song that it's a really personal song for me because it was a song that uh, that I wrote that I was kind of writing it as we started the, the, Hollywood, the West Hollywood rehearsals. And uh, um, my wife was pregnant and, you know, very close to popping. So I would play the song to her tummy, basically, in the evenings. So it was kind of referred to in our house as insert baby's name song. It was like, and uh, so uh, I would play that like that. And then I just I was just kind of banging around on it in rehearsals. And Stephen just started singing along with it. And then it just became Dust Storm. So the, that song, Dust Storm, is... Uh, particularly close to my heart that's a great song that's a great great song on the album too i love that i didn't even know the cool. story behind it that's incredible. yeah well when you watch the documentary you'll see it's, yes it's, I, I seriously think, it. yeah i'm so glad there's a documentary now was it was that something that was like um did you have to kind of ease everybody into your camera stuff and like video and filming and stuff like that or did everybody kind of embrace it when you came into the band yeah i i just my dad's a photographer he's a mm -hmm. professional photographer so i've always had that kind of I've always yeah. been the, the nerd with the camera. So um, <laughs> so I think, yeah, at some point, the, the guys just kind of got used to it. There was no, I didn't say, hey, do you mind? Or, right, right. You know, any of that kind of stuff. I was just kind of documenting what we were at because I just thought it was exciting and, and yeah. interesting. And, you know, you get to do a lot of amazing stuff when you're playing a band like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I always find that people kind of appreciate the guy with the camera. Because I was like, even for like just friends and stuff like that, like initially, I feel like, I was always that person with a ton of pictures of everybody, cameras, documenting, whatever we are. And I'm the same guy when I'm on the road with like other comics. I always have a camera or somebody taking pictures of people doing whatever on stage. And I feel like yeah. in the beginning, they're always like, you know, enjoy the moment, take it, whatever. And then like weeks will go by and they'll be like, do you have any pictures from when we were on the, yeah. like, yes, of course I do. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's the exact, uh, that's, I'm so happy that you said that because that's the exact uh, experience that like, that I've had with with my camera obsession mm. because I was always the kid with the fucking camcorder. Yeah. As soon as I could get one, I had one. So oh, even yeah. my mates from back in Dublin, they were like, you know, at the time it was always like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh put that away. Exactly. You, yeah. you know, <laughs> you put the camera in their face and be like, oh, like that. <laughs> and then you know, years go by, and then I'm like, here we are outside. We went to see at the drive-in in Dublin. One yeah. night, and I filmed a bunch of the gig, and then I filmed us outside talking about it. You know what I mean? And uh. at the time, they were all like, "Oh, being shy, all that <laughs> shit." But then yeah. years later, I was like, "Hey, remember this?" Yeah. And I sent them like a wee clip of it, and they were like, "And they, they all just opened up to like, you know, dude, I'm you're fucking so glad that you were you were there doing that because that's like, how else would you have that? Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah. And that shit lives forever. It really does, you know. So yeah. like, the guys are are kind of they'll always take the piss out of it you know oh, there's another fucking camera like that <laughs> but very very quickly uh they all forget the cameras are there and that's when you really get the 
really the real true experience and i mean i think that's that's particularly that's really unique to to third eye blind because i don't know any other bands who have a filmmaker playing lead guitar yeah uh yeah so it's a unique position and and, uh yeah and and straight away i think i can't remember how long ago it was when i i did like some wee video thing just as a whatever like that and steven saw it and he was like oh my god you have the gift (laughs) <laughs> you are now you know so he's given me carte blanche on on uh on all that so i've done like a whole bunch of our music videos and you know uh yeah, yeah that's we, cool we, Stephen calls us the new cohen brothers he's like because he gets kind of an idea for something and then i execute it so he's kind of like we're like the new cohen brothers i i go do this and then i go you mean like this and then it, yeah it, yeah it transpires like that, you know what i mean that's awesome and then you make it happen what's the craziest thing you've ever caught on film like, is there, is there like a moment that you're like, I'm so glad that I had it with me, like that I caught that because otherwise it would have been lost to like the ethers. Oh, wow. Wow. That's a, that's a really good question. Gosh, I think, you know, I, I think I have a, a bunch of those because, uh, because the thing is like, I record all the, all of our takes in the studio, you know what I mean? So oh. yeah, like, uh, and so sometimes there's just that that fucking take you know what i mean where it was just like that's the fucking magic moment right there yeah and i'm like please the cameras didn't fuck up you know because i'm there (laughs) playing you know what i mean the cameras get the cameras get set up and they roll and then on after that i forget about them you know it's all fly in the wall stuff you know what i mean so i I know that for funeral singers the track on the new on the new album uh we had like jeff from smashing pumpkins came in to play on it oh nice and so we're in the studio and then Danny, who's uh, Steven's tech, and Danny's also a really great photographer. Uh, I said to him, like, you know, hey, uh, we're doing these takes. We kept on changing the key of the song because there's a bunch of people singing on it. It's not just mm-hmm. uh, Steven singing on it. We had like a bunch of people uh, singing yeah. on it. And so yeah. we kept on changing the key. So it was like, let's try it up a half a step and then we'd do it again. And then it was like, let's try it down the full step. And so we kept on changing yeah. the fucking key. So we did, I think we did eight takes and take eight was the was the jam mm-hmm. and for whatever reason danny decided to walk into the we're all playing live in a in a, a live room in the, in the studio in eagle rock and steven is in an isolation booth you know what that is right it's yeah like, of course yeah you know so he's got a big glass window he can see all of us right he just because he's doing the live vocal we can't have him we can't have the drums bleed into his vocal because then sure. you can't mix it properly so he's doing his live vocal you know, I'm doing my live guitar, live bass, live drums, and Jeff's playing guitar as well. And then, so we're all, the only person who was not in the room was uh, Colin. He was doing, he was playing a fucking Moog. <laughs> <laughs> he played a Moog on a rock song. So, <laughs> so we left him in a different room, and he he fucking he played Moog all the way through it. And wow. then we used like we used the last like if you listen to the song, the dying seconds of the song when it goes like Dang, at the end, you hear the mood go. That's the <laughs> that's the bit of the mood that we used on that track. But, uh, <laughs> but but we're all in the room, and Danny just walked into the the live room and turned on his fucking camera, and he just walked around. Uh, he just walked around the live room while we were doing the take, and he Dang. filmed the whole fucking thing. So yesterday day before yesterday i finished the music video for funeral singers and when you see it you'll see what i'm talking about because i used that take that danny did where he just oh, walked wow. that's awesome and, so, and and that's the take it was take eight and uh 
yeah, that's the take that we used. And it would, so that was just one of those happy accidents. I'm trying to think of any yeah. that that I filmed personally myself. I mean, obviously I have, I had cameras rolling on all of that as well, but the mm. fact that Danny walked in and walked around with his camera, yeah. we got to see yeah. like, here's the guitar solo intro. Here's the bass player. Here's when the drum kicks in, the backbeat comes in. Here's Jeff adding his thing, you know? And then right. I had cameras on Steven in the vocal booth. So yeah, so I got to marry all of that together. And it was just like, and even like, it was like last night we watched in the studio we're recording and they have a big telly and we plugged in the, the video. I was like, you guys want to see the video? They were like, fuck yeah. So I like banged in the video and, and put it on and we were all just sitting there <laughs> banging our heads to it, you know? <laughs> and uh, and Danny was looking at it going like, is that my shit? And I was like, that, that whole... And he was like, did I do the whole song? And I was like, you did the whole fucking song. And he was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I know. When I saw it, I was like biting my nails. I was going, please be the whole song. When I was scrubbing through the footage, you know, I was going, please be all of it, you know. And it's just, yeah, it's sublime. Wow. Because people, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, the album comes out and they get to hear it and they go like, oh, these guys just made this out of computers or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Right. They don't realize like that we went, there's like a blank page every morning. We would come in and go, today we're going to record this song. And we would go in and we'd jam it. And then we'd get the tones and the sounds and then we'd be like roll tape and we start from there and uh play well, live in a room you know what i mean so i hope that's what the documentary will really communicate to people yeah oh man i cannot wait to see Absolutely. this thing um well we kept you for a half an hour i've got two more questions can i ask you them and then uh, let yeah. you go great go ahead we ask everybody these questions so um i'm excited so the we are have... almost 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 done. Right? Good. yeah hang on yeah. <laughs> excellent <laughs> So, uh, so if we, um, if you could go back in time and talk to your younger self, what kind of advice would you give yourself that would help you today? Oh, yeah, I think, uh, gosh, that's a fucking Jesus. That's a fucking <laughs> hell of a question, man. What advice would I give myself? Uh, ask for help. Oh, I, I have a real tendency to, to be the, uh, to just take over and do absolutely fucking everything, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, I think, yeah, I think if I could go back, I'd be like, don't be afraid to, to, to reach out and be like, you know, Hey, could you help me out with this? Yeah. And uh, you just have a less stressful experience, you know, life experience. Yeah. Or something like that. I think that's important because it's after the fact, you can find out that your mates are really the, the greatest treasure that you have in your life. You know what I mean? Um, absolutely family obviously and and all that so yeah i have a tendency to try to be a one-man show way too mm. much so yeah i would definitely tell that idiot 20 years ago <laughs> dude and i was almost killed in a car crash when i was 27 so i may holy shit. i may i like wow. went out the window the whole thing broke all the ribs all that shit you know um, wow. I maybe would have been like don't be afraid to ask for help and don't take that taxi home. August <laughs> <laughs> oh, twenty seventh. Fucking, you know what I mean? Uh, skip Holy the taxi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> walk, walk home. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Oh man, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. And uh, uh, last question: um, What had to end in your life, whether it's good or bad? What had to end in your life that uh, led you to where you are today? What had to end in my life that led me here? I, I don't think there's an answer for that. I don't think, I don't think I stopped doing anything that I had been doing before. Cool. I mean, that led me like everything that you do. I don't know. I don't know where you guys land on the, the topic of the, the notion of free will, but, uh, I'm, I'm a stern believer that free will is 
like we are the we are the observers of our, of our thoughts and actions. We are not the uh, yeah. orchestrators of them. So I don't know that All there's right. a there's a there's a way to answer that. I that would be satisfactory, really. I don't. Yeah. I I didn't I didn't like you know stop surfing or something, and then yeah. it became. Right. You know what I mean? I was all like, here's the thing. Like, I'll tell you this, mate. I was in college. Uh, I went to art college. I studied animation in college. Um, nice. My best mate in college was Jared. And we used to like stare out the window, you know? Mm. And he was like, I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Right. We were that age. We were like, <laughs> yeah. that fucking yeah. guy. Right. And he was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was like, mate, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to go. Uh, move to America and go play in a big band. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, it's going to be my band or it's going to be somebody's band. I'm going to join something like that. But I was always utterly fixated with the notion that I would go and do that. Right. Mm. And he always used to say like, Oh, at least you know what you want to do. You know? Right. Um, yeah. So I, and I was <laughs> walking around with the camera and taking pictures of everybody and utterly obsessed with the guitar and, you know, Woody Allen movies and Lego and Star yeah. Wars. I don't think uh, I didn't give up any of that shit. I was looking nice. at a Lego set yesterday. <laughs> I was looking at a fucking Lego set yesterday and I was going like, fucking, yeah. I got, because the kid is, uh, he's four and a half months now, our little oh, boy. Oh, nice. So uh, I was like, well, how old, <laughs> how, how soon can I start buying him Lego? Because <laughs> I'm obsessed with it, you know what I mean? So I was looking at Lego sets yesterday and going like, fuck. That's great. Old, man. It says like eight and up. And I'm going like, come on. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't you have any for infants? It's got to be a couple. Just give him two blocks and maybe a figurine yeah, that, or something. Even that uh, Duplo shit, you know the Lego. Yes. Duplo. Yeah. Yeah. Even that shit is like fucking like three it up or something. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. What's wow, the, the harm? The They're toy companies are ageist, but in the other direction. <laughs> yeah, totally ageist. yeah, the Lego guys are ageists. That's incredible. What's your favorite <laughs> Lego set that you put together? Oh, uh, the, my Star Lego Star Wars at at. I mean, it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's just the one that gave me the most joy. Nice. Uh, building yeah. it. It was yeah. just like, yeah, all the way through it. I was like, yeah. stayed up like a night and fucking. Oh, yeah. my God. Did a time lapse of it, too. It's pretty, pretty epic. Well, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. One of my roommates that I used to live with, again, the Lego Star Wars are the best one, but he used to put all that stuff together. And eventually we just had them like hanging up in our apartment, like the Millennium yeah. Falcon and like. Yeah. Boba Fett ship. It was just so fucking cool. Every time I'd come home, it was just like just all that shit greeting you and the thing. And sometimes you'd have a new one held up. So it was just amazing. Love yeah. It. Yeah. I want to get there because like I've got a, a whole bunch of stuff and it's kind of in storage at the moment because I moved to L.A. and I was like, I'm going to buy a house. It'll probably take mm. six weeks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so everything was in storage <laughs> and it's turned into fucking when I moved to L.A. last November. So wow, it's almost wow. like But I did buy a house. So. Nice. Congrats. Uh, yeah. So working on getting all that uh, moved over there and building a studio. So yeah. I have like a bunch of vintage Star Wars uh, toys from like 77 Kenner and 81 Kenner. Oh, my God. Original ads, original TIE Fighters. Oh, Dude, nice. I, I could talk for another four hours about that. Yeah. You have to, yeah. You'll have to come back, man. We can nerd out. That'd be great. Yeah, With, let's do it. Without <laughs> a doubt. I, when you're ready, let me know because my other bit, like my business in uh, pre-pandemic world we build like man caves and I feel like that would be such a fun man cave to build, like trying to tie in oh. the Lego and everything. Yeah. I well, really I have cool. a pretty solid design on the, on the studio right now. 
because it's like there's isolation boot and stuff like that in it you know nice. I mean? it's like a, it's a working studio you know so yeah, yeah. but I, at the same time i'm like i could kind of marry it into like a man cave like there's gonna, <laughs> find another yeah, room and there'll I'll be shoot. a projector screen at one end for watching uh, movies and stuff like that you know what i mean when the boys yeah. come over i can be like yeah we're just gonna go to the studio honey we're, working. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna go record an album yeah right here in the studio we're literally watching all the star wars, wars. yeah <laughs> <laughs> like we're playing with Lego, watching fucking Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> that's totally what we're be doing. Man. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's a ruse. Yeah, totally. Uh, I'm building a studio. Yeah, you are. Set it up yeah. so when people walk downstairs, the Empire's March plays in the background. Yeah. Like, oh awesome. my god. That's the uh, best idea. Yeah, when you walk uh, in the do- door, it's just like... Dang, 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 exactly. Dang. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, that'd be amazing. Thanks. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on, dude. I don't want to keep you any longer than we said we were going to keep you. This has been a blast. No worries. Yeah. yeah thank man, you I'm so much. Do it again. Cheers, man. Thanks for yep. having me. Yeah. Looking, so, looking forward to watching the documentary, too, man. Thank you. Wait. Well, yeah, cheers man. to you. Yep. Cheers to you. Pleasure, man. Thanks. Peace. Right, man. Have a Thanks great very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Dystopia tonight.